So our next guest here on Small Biz Matters is uh, Jan Reeves. We're very excited to have her on the program today because we're talking all about her book. Now, I love having guests on the show who are authors because they really know their stuff. They're very passionate about their subject and that's why they've written a book about it. And they've also got a lot of business experience to share with the listeners. Now, cash flow is king. We all know that as business owners, but interestingly, the son of cash flow is Prince Invoice, the door to getting paid. But many owners can get this important part of a business wrong and lose valuable time and money chasing payments unnecessarily. As the saying goes, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. Even if sales are brilliant, without the cash flowing back into your business, the outcome can be disastrous. So how do you make sure your invoice is paid mm, on time and you don't feel like the bad guy when you maintain your relationship with your client? at the same time. So we're welcoming Jan Reeves, author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Get Paid, Five Steps to Getting Your Invoices Paid on Time, Every Time. Jan is going to share with us her path that led her to her very profitable small business, writing her book and some fantastic top tips on how to get paid faster. Welcome to the show, Jan. Hello, Alexi. It's nice to be here. Thank you so much for coming in. Now, this is such an important topic. And in fact, it's one of the things that I get quite obsessed with when I talk to politicians on the show, can't you just make things happen faster? Can't you just get the money from big business into small business happening at a faster pace? Is there nothing you can do for legislation? Now, I have been banging on about this for years. It feels like decades. The reality is it's not going to happen. It's not, they're not going to change that. So today's program is all about empowering you as the business owner to get it happening. So thanks for coming on the program. Let's talk first about your journey and uh, what led you to be so passionate about this particular topic? Okay, but can I first of all say that um, your expression, the son of cash flow is Prince Invoice, is pretty <laughs> brilliant. And we should hold that thought and come back to that later. And I totally agree with you that, um, that it, it's not going to happen through government no, it's not. All the intentions are there, but it's all about empowering the business owner. So we can hold that thought as well. So um, what led me to this stage? Well, the first part of my working life I spent in the UK. And for 25 years, I worked for large corporate companies, getting their customers to pay as fast as possible. Oh, that must have been fun. <laughs> well, actually, it was because I spent the first 10 years with a very, very large and very successful organisation who were brilliant at customer service. Um, so really, we got paid through servicing our customers really, really well. And then I took what I'd learned in that company to other corporates who wanted to get paid faster to improve their cash flow. So when I came to Australia, and this is the next part of my, my working life, I tried to get a job and recruiters didn't really understand what my skills were. So I saw a gap in the market and I started a recruitment business um, specialising in finding accounts receivable or credit control people for corporate businesses. So, so that was real. That wasn't really anybody specialising in that at the time. Was no. it because they were all offshoring it, because they were just getting or because they were just expecting to be paid and dealing with the fact that it was all happening really slowly? No, corporate businesses did have um, departments that collected uh, outstanding invoices, but, um, but recruitment businesses... It is a funny sort of area of business. It's part of accounting, but it's actually also part of sales. And so it didn't really fit into a recruiter's um, 
yeah, recruiters box of tricks really. Yeah, I like what that point is that you're making about it's not just about accounts receivable, it's also part of sales and you've got to talk about that importance of being part of the sales process as well. Yes, I am and I think lots of people are surprised about that. Um, So anyway, when I started my business, like a lot of new small business owners, I I didn't know that I didn't know how to run a business, so I just started the business. So, but I did know I had to make sales and I did that quite well. But then I almost went broke in my first year because, surprisingly, I forgot to mine the gap between invoicing and getting paid. So I didn't ask for my money back. And because of that, I almost went broke in the first 12 months. So so luckily, just before I did go broke, I realised that, that we weren't getting paid and that and we did a bit of analysis in my business. And we found out that... Um, a lot of our invoices were going out with a tiny little error on them. So they were going to the wrong place. They were going to the wrong person. They were missing the order number. They were missing something. And so they were getting put into a come back to later pile. So deal with this. So so because of that, I, I had to devise a, a little program or a little system whereby we could check all our that our invoices went out properly so they reached the right person they were in the right place they had everything on that the client wanted Um, and I had to make the process pretty easy so that my admin person could do it. Could you you take me through some of those um, mistakes that that were specifically on the invoices because I think that is something I think everyone's rolling their eyes and thinking yes I've done that yes I've done that but how do I make a part of my process so I don't do that? Yes. You have a checklist. <laughs> Simple as that. Yes. Yes. I mean, really, um, uh, so so one of the steps in my little process is to find out in the onboarding program uh, or on the, oh, sorry, on the onboarding process um, what the customer wants to see on the invoice and who needs to see it and where it needs to go. And is that at the point of engagement with the client? So you'll go, here's my job, here's what I'm going to do, here's my proposal, here's my quote, yes. and then they accept the quote and you go, great. While, yes. you, while you're busy accepting it, can yes. you also tell me your name, the yes. account's name, you know, what the invoice, yes. what invoice requirements yes. are? Yes, and in a customer service way, let me get this all perfect for you, Mr. Customer. At, yeah, at the time yes. of engagement. And that's... And at the time of engagement, that's a really critical thing because that's all in a positive environment. Mm. So, yes, all these things, um, critical things, should be done in the positive environment when the sale's being made. Yeah. It's an excellent point, actually, because you want to be able to, while everybody's excited about starting this new relationship, yeah. that's at the point. And, and in a lot of cases, just to, from a practical point of view, you yeah. don't necessarily have to change anything about the invoice except for maybe a purchase order number if it's appropriate, but the rest of it should be accurate. And let me just put on my bookkeeping hat here for a second and say that if you're sending out invoices that are more than $1,000 you have to include an identifier for your customer, not just your ABN and your address and your Mm -hmm. details, but actually their details. And that could be an address, but even better, you should be getting their ABN because you're a business dealing with a business. You need to know that they're a business. (laughs) (laughs) You need to know that they're a legitimate business because you can come a cropper in other ways too, can't it? Yes, you can. So we shouldn't sell to anyone. 
yeah, we should find out who we're selling to. Mm. And, and that's part of the, that process too. Because yeah. I think it can probably have legal ramifications down the track if there's an issue. Yes. Um, if they turn around to be something that they're not claiming to be, either yeah. a a registered business or if there's an issue with them mm. then that can really uh, cause issues with you later on maybe if you're trying to get money from them uh, and, and they've said well we're this company name yes. and then you find out down the track that there was no such thing yes and you actually don't have a leg to stand on when you're trying to get money back from them at the end absolutely yep all should be done in the onboarding program uh, process yeah now do you think in your opinion with with your experience is it easier now with uh software accounting software that makes it a little bit easier or are still are people making the same number of mistakes well that's a really interesting question actually because yes it is easier with all the software that's around now but one one of the things I got to learn, and this is a zero statistic, mm-hmm. okay, 60% of all invoices are paid late. And a great deal of that is to do with the fact that something's missing from the invoice or there's a tiny calculation error mm. or it's gone to the wrong place. Actually, that's interesting what you say about calculations because if you're not using a piece of software, mm. um, you may not have the GST calculated correctly and that's a reason why it can bounce back from a larger company yes. or even from another small business who's savvy enough to go, um, excuse me, it's 10% GST, not 12.8%. Yes. So it's you need to make sure that you've got your calculations correct as well because you see that a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So calculations incorrect, not having the right details on the invoice, mm-hmm. not having a PO number on it. Mm-hmm. What about getting the invoice out there? What are your top tips with sending it when you actually <laughs> send that invoice? As fast as possible, as soon as the, as the work is completed. Um, I know some people still invoice monthly, some people invoice weekly. We used to invoice immediately. Mm. Yeah. As soon, it's almost part of the job process. Yes, absolutely. Quote the job, accept the job, yes. do the job, yes. invoice the job. So the purpose of doing the job for the client is to raise an invoice and get paid. That's the whole purpose of doing a job. So do it quickly. <laughs> so in your opinion, because a lot of times when we're looking at typical small businesses, uh, let's talk about a consultation group, for instance, they might have the office manager doing invoices and maybe the office manager is not in there every day. Yes. Do you think that the office manager should be the one sending invoices or the salesperson? What's, what's more appropriate when we're talking about customer relationships, in your opinion? Well, it is... Sales are very important, so I do think that salespeople should be salespeople, but at the same time, they should know who they're selling to. So, um, that, so there's some of that investigative process should be done by the salesperson. Certainly, mm. yes, you can't be selling to anyone. You can't be sending to people that aren't going to pay. Mm. So, um, but really, every business is different, and so as long as it's a smooth little process. Um, I don't think it matters who does it because it's actually not a difficult process. No, it's it's just a little step-by-step um, sales-to-cash process and in any business, it shouldn't be that difficult. Jan, we're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters and when we come back after the break, I want to talk to you about that point in the relationship where you have to be talking through the bad guy asking for money back and some top tips you might have about building the relationship up to a point where that conversation becomes quite easy. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and across the community radio network. We'll be back after this. And welcome back live to the studio at Triple H 100.1 FM. 
Let's have a quick check of the traffic. It all looks pretty hunky-dory, which is a bit weird for Sydney at this time of the day on a Tuesday. But uh, just to let you know, Minto, Pembroke Road at Stony Stony Batter Road. There's a truck crash. It's rolled over. Uh, the road is closed in both directions. It started at 7.30am, so it's continuing. So if you're in that area, check it out. And also, if you're travelling, check out Live Traffic New South Wales for up-to-date information. So today we're talking to Jan Reeves, who is the author of Get Paid, uh, an expert guide on the best way to build relationships, really, and develop that discussion point with your customers to make sure that you actually get paid on time. It's got lots of really practical, fantastic tips as well about making sure your invoices are correct, which is what we were talking about before the break. Jan, I want to talk to you about that that important relationship that you have with your clients and how to make sure that when you have the discussion, it's not this really uncomfortable, icky feeling, I have to make a phone call. How do you remove yourself from that uh, and make it more of a professional relationship in the first place when you're talking about money? Well, I think that's, that's um, I can sort of describe that quite well going back to my own experience. When I started my business and we had lots of sales, but I wasn't asking for my money back. And so one of the things that I had to do was make a little process um, whereby I could keep those strong relationships I had with clients, but ask for the money at the same time. So the way that I worked it out was, was the onboarding process. So finding out exactly... Um, who the invoice should go to and what the client wanted to see on it. Mm. But the second one was was actually after sending the invoicing out, invoices out, making a customer service call to make sure it actually had reached the right person in the right place. Did you and get any pushback from that? Did you no. get anybody going, oh, hang on, we've only just got it? No, no, not at all. Because there's a certain way of saying, is this all right for you, Mr. Customer? Is everything okay with you? Was the service okay? Is there anything you're waiting for? We just want to check that everything's okay with you. And at the same time, we find out if our invoice is in the right place with the right person. Uh, it's a great top tip because it's only taken a few, only takes a couple of minutes. Absolutely. And then um, you're not chasing your tail later on down yeah. the track as well. Yeah. What about timing of invoice payments? Um, I mean, a lot of uh, discussion around the invoice payment terms. Yes. Um, I might put 14 days turnaround payment for my invoices, but they're laughed at when it comes to corporate and they say, look, we'll pay end of the month plus 100,000 years, which is what it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have that discussion at the point of ringing them up and saying, so when can I expect to get paid if it's a big corporate, you know, if it's a big boy? Well, again, this is this should should be done really on the onboarding process. Um, And this can be done with new customers and clients, but also existing customers and clients. Um, so what what we did were, was to explain our terms from the beginning and um, and to make sure that they were acceptable with um, with our clients. And I'd like to say something here about corporate clients and large organizations because they often um, or we often hear that it's almost impossible to get clients to pay okay all of our customers were large organizations they were all large corporates big companies and what we did again in a very nice customer service way was find out their payment process and so we and we found it out in a like in the onboarding process in a positive environment so we knew 
how they... Because every large organisation... Well, every organisation is different in the way that they pay their invoices. So we got to know their invoice process and what we needed to do to make sure our invoice flowed swiftly through their process. And we got paid seven, 14 days. Wow, that's unheard of. So basically what you're talking about is is those practical tips you mentioned at the beginning of the program where you've got all the invoice details correct, your PO yes. dif- details are correct. Yes. But did you get on the phone to that accounts person and go, tell me exactly what you need to see from me and what I can expect in terms of the turnaround time? Did you, yes. did you ask them what am yes. I expecting or did you dictate yes. to them this is when my payment terms are? No, we did it again in a in a customer service way. Let let us let us take responsibility to get all of this right for you. Mm. What what can I do for you to make your life easier as the person that pays the invoices? And was it a faceless person that you were speaking with? And the way I say the word faceless is because was it someone who was not necessarily connected to the organisation? They weren't in the same building. They were mm. off-site. Mm. Uh, they were doing this clearly for a bunch of corporates mm. that wasn't their only client and they honestly didn't care less about whether or not this invoice was paid on time. How do you make them in that conversation, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, responsible? for the payment when they're just sort of a a cog in the wheel? Mm. Well, there's a couple of different ways that... um, basic ways that large corporates work. And I think you're talking about their offshoring or shared services. Yeah, not so many ways, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. So so what we did was we took responsibility to find out, again, exactly what our clients process was um, so in the case of a faceless type of um, you know, type of environment you have to know what needs to be in place for your invoice to just swiftly throw, flow through because if it gets held up anywhere it's really challenging to find the right person to talk to it can yeah. be done yeah um, it just takes time it's, yes yeah yes it's better to get to understand your client's flow and yeah Exactly. Do it that way. Now, let's, let's talk about that, that process because obviously there's um, many of you out there who are starting or, or haven't really sent out invoices in, in, as part of an official piece of software. Uh, let's just talk about what, what's required on an invoice these days by mm. the ATO requirement. You have to have your details, your ABN number, a description of your goods and services, mm-hmm. um, a, a cost amount for those goods and services. You have to include whether or not you charge GST. You don't necessarily have to have a line that says this is the GST amount, mm-hmm. but you have to put somewhere on your invoice. You can't just put your ABN. It has to say... In, GST is included in the price or if you don't charge GST, there needs to be a line that says $0 for GST or no GST is charged. That's actually really important because mm. a lot of people make that mistake and that can be what holds it up because uh, well, another small business should be looking at that and saying, sorry, I'm not paying that because it's not correct yes, yes. and I need to know whether or not you're, charge, you're charging GST. You're right and it's just not worth guessing. It's not worth it because it'll hold your invoice up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're big or small in terms of when you're sending things out. I've seen big corporates make these mistakes and mm-hmm. I've seen really, really little guys. Um, and also I'd like to say out there for people who have got suppliers who are contractors, um, do not engage with a supplier unless you've got their ABN and you've checked it. 
So many of you may not realise that the ATO is going through a process of cancelling a whole lot of dormant and unused ABNs at the moment to the tune of thousands of them across the country. So this person that you've engaged with may have been contracting for a while and then let their ABN lapse and it's actually cancelled and then they're coming back into the contracting position, um, send you an invoice and that ABN has been cancelled. Now, if that ABN is not valid... Uh, then you actually have to withhold 49.5% tax. You have to pay that to the ATO as part of your BAS. And then it's up to you to go back to the contractor and get that money back. And it's a big, fat headache. So I would say at the other end, as a client, you have to check your ABN of all of the contractors, not just same contractors, but any business you deal with. And it goes back to that relationship building you were saying at the beginning. Yes. Make sure who you're dealing with actually is who they say they are. Yes. It takes five seconds to check. Yes. Um, you can check on the ASIC re- register. You can check on uh, the ABN lookup. And you can do a quick Google search on their name. It, it, it doesn't... It's not worth the pain at the other end, isn't it, to be a creditor and try and deal with a company that's in no, liquidation? It's not because um, because a bad debt will cost you much, much more than the face value of the invoice. <laughs> yes, it's all that chasing in the <laughs> because, money. Because yes, the time. there might only be ten percent profit in that um, in that invoice, or five percent profit in the invoice. Well, it costs ten or twenty times the value of the invoice to to recoup your money. Exactly. So bad debts are really bad news. Exactly. Now, Jan, we've come to the top of the hour, but I want you to explain to our listeners how people can find out about your book and where to get it, and um, uh, where they can find out about you. Okay, well, uh, the book certainly is pretty easy. It's on Amazon. (laughs) Amazon anywhere um, will have it. Um, They can find out about me on my website. And there's loads of tips um, on my website about how to get paid faster. Yeah, it's really practical. Thank you for sharing that with, the, with everyone as well because there's some really great top tips as well to listen to. And, and I did get in the habit of, um, of posting lots of tips on LinkedIn um, in the last few months of last year. I haven't started again this year but I do intend to. I really enjoy sharing those tips with people on LinkedIn. So I'm pretty active on LinkedIn so they can find me there. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much, Jan, for joining us on the program today. Um, if you've missed any of today's show, you can catch up on smallbizmatters.com.au where you can come up with over 150 fantastic small business educational podcasts just like this one. You can also listen on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. And if you're enjoying it, please give us a little rating and uh, download some more podcasts to listen to. There's tons and tons to learn from uh, next week we're going to be back with another fantastic guest on Small Biz Matters and of course if you uh, would like to subscribe to our newsletter on smallbizmatters.com.au you can find out all about the events that are happening coming up on all around Sydney for small business it's entirely free to list your event as well so if you've got something coming up let us know thanks for joining us here on Triple H 100.1 FM and across the community radio network we'll see you all next week <laughs>